This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, the American Express picks, preview, one and done, the whole betting card. We got it all for you, maybe even a little bit of a recap from last week. I do want to let everyone out there know, if you want to get into a draw for 100 DraftKings dollars, yes, 100 DraftKings dollars, what you do, subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast, leave a five-star review, DraftKings handle, something you like about the show, and boom. You're in that draw for 100 DK bucks. Even if you've reviewed it before, go back and review it again. Trying to get as many reviews as possible and new subscriptions, even if you don't want to listen to it or you watch the video version. Just go subscribe to it. It really rigs the algorithm on iTunes at the beginning of the golf season. Good news for this show and the potential giveaways for you all out there. So please go do that the other way. 20 DK dollar giveaway, because I do one of these for every show. Smash the like button for the video. Leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section. You tell me your winner, your favorite bet on the board for the American Express. Jeff Feinberg is in the studio. What's up? I'm all right. Doing better than you, I think. Yeah. Well, not a... Yeah. <laughs> it was a weird week. So, okay. I didn't laugh the winner off the table. I guess that's all oh, I meant. I, well, here, here's the worst part. But so you're I'll, winning, so I'll, I know this. I'll, I'll open with uh, my story before we get to all the winners. So shout out to Ulrich, who made a really big play on Cam Smith on the DraftKings show. Like He was just like, got to use Cam Smith, gave me all the reasons. I was like, no, I'm not doing it with Cam Smith. I, just, I can't do it. You know how many times we've bet Cam Smith? Well, I think here it was more like, not I can't do it. He fucking sucks. Yeah. Fuck him. And I've cashed 100 to 1 with him at the Zurich before, but fuck him. And fuck him even more this time around. If I had played, if I had listened to Ulrich, I had uh, my best lineup. I had used like a very small amount of Norrin. This is going to hurt. Yeah. So (laughs) I I had a really good week for picks overall. It's just none of them. Everyone was there. None of them won. They all just finished inside the top 20. So I had a lineup. And I mean, Morikawa ended up three putting his way inside the top 20. But my other four guys were inside the top 10. I know. Second, third, whatever. And if I had just used Cam Smith instead of Norin as my sixth spot, I would have came third in the $5.110K. So that's, I wasn't going to do it, so I'm not like beating myself up about it. But I had just listened to Ulrich. Not only would I have hit a 55 to 1 winner, I would have a lot of extra cash going around. And Canada, it's tax free money. American tax free money? Oh! like a million dollars <laughs> listen there were a lot of winners outright a lot of people were on the cam smith uh try uh, you know out of showing up in in hawaii uh, at the toc that great little president's cop had that sort of swag run um 
Let's go. There's a, hopefully another guy from that international team. A few of them, I think, are going to be popular picks this week. Oh, so you're betting Abraham answer is what you're saying? Yeah, I am. Okay. Good Good to know. Glad we uh, can fast well, could, forward it. Could think, Cam could, Smith wasn't at the TOC, by the way. He broke that trend. But he had played three events in Australia, including the President's Cup in December. So maybe that's something to add into the mix. I don't know. Looking forward, just if you go play, like a lot of the guys that we're normally thinking of, like they play the RSM and that's it. Like that's the end of them what? until they show up in Hawaii. At least if these guys are like, uh, my buddy Chris uh, pointed this out to me uh, in a DM, just like it was Cam Smith played the Australian Open, Nick Taylor played the Australian Open, Cam Davis, Ryan Gibson, a lot of the Aussies, and for whatever reason, Nick Taylor went and played. They all made the cut at the Sony. So something to think about uh, next time around. Smiley played the Sony. Oh, sorry, the Australian. Yeah, Smiley was trying to chase down Papa Shugo as DFL. What do you think, because someone in my orbit made the bet, what do you think Cam was live after his like first four holes on Thursday? 55 to 1 to open four over after two holes. I want to say 150, 200 to 1. 150 to 1. I can see that. Yeah. I still wouldn't have done it. Yeah, of course not. <laughs> abort, <laughs> abort. Scoring horribly. Yeah, can't putt, and all of a sudden he's just there. So good on Just Cam hope Smith. you didn't ca- hit the cash out button for 15 cents. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I lost, although Kisner ended up with a birdie on the final hole, and Ryan Palmer's bogey ended up with a you know almost full share of his top five, which was nice. Lonto missed it by a shot. Corey Connors couldn't get it on the go. He ended up finishing like 11th or something. Oh, Palmer's like 17-minute journey uh, it was a long hole to begin with because it was cold, it was wet, it was par five, uh, but I still sat there for a long time. So shout out, Sarah, so the winners for the week, viewers of the show. Jeff Ulrich won on his 55 to 1 Cam Smith bet. So congratulations on that. A Walker, I'm going to say Andy Walker. It's just A Walker. I told you I would have finished third in the $5. Well, this guy finished first in the $5. He chopped it with someone else. So congratulations to him. He won the the $5 tournament, split it, good for $62,576. That's a hit, Jeff. I'd like to win that. It's like $18 million Canadian. Yeah, right about now. Uh, I could could use it. Yeah. Yeah. Jeremy Furman was third in the $75, beat Ben Raza by one spot. Ben Raza will be on tomorrow's show, won 800 bucks. JTL swept the Pat Mayo Experience Open. Came first, second, and third. Has that ever happened before? I think maybe it was Add-On did it one week where he played the same lineup three times and just came first, first, first. <laughs> he would. But uh, <laughs> JTL won $5,000. And if you want to get the link to the Pat Mayo Experience Open, the contest is available right now. If you hit the description of this video or podcast, I told you last week, I think we had 1,500 people in that like that was going to fill super quickly uh, and to let DraftKings know to make it bigger. Because for whatever reason, I think they must have changed the people. Like They forget how many people want to play in this every single week because it's the best golf tournament on DraftKings. $15 to play, three max entry, no rake. That kind of thing. Very flat payout structure. It's up to 2500 this week. So when that fills way too early for the American Express, you tweet at DraftKings to continuously make it bigger. We had 10,000 people in the Masters one last year, and that filled fast. That was awesome. Fast. Oh, yeah. A couple guys burned me. But the, these new cut sweats. Oh, you get to the winners. All right. More winners. Joe Weaver, 30 bucks on camp, 1500 bucks. Charles Larocco, member. FantasyNational.com. If you want to be a member of FantasyNational.com, I highly suggest FantasyNational.com slash 
PME, 20% off, by the way, uh, in for $546, out for $3,200. Mike Can, I feel like I... That was an autocorrect on my page. But anyway, he had steel at 250 to 1. You were a part of this tweet, too. And he hedged on Cam Smith early in the day at 8 to 1 uh, for 300 bucks. Walked away with $2,400 of profit on that. It's nice to have the 250 guy to hedge against, especially when he's in the lead. That's always fun. Uh, Kyle Richmond won, f- won the $4,000 single entry. That was good for 500 bucks. Nathan Young was in for $72. Walked out with $4,200. And Z Jones was in for a buck 50, won 250. It's a big ROI. I'd like to do that. I'd just like to have won 250 bucks instead of just losing. Would have been much nicer. But anyway, those were the winners for the week, viewers of the show. A lot of winners. A lot of winners. I think uh, Cool even tipped Cam. Did he? Uh, so there are a lot of outright tickets out there. And Buddy with the, with the hedge, that's bald, balls. Because that's just you're reinvesting. You're reinvesting, and you're not lot, hedging anything. And there's a lot. Not, of, I mean, yeah, it got to a playoff. A lot but, of, yeah, but he did it way. He, yeah, he eight, to eight to one wasn't. Uh, I mean, Kansas probably would have been minus one forty in the playoff. I didn't even look because I didn't want to. <laughs> I, I know with with Steel in trouble, Steel's on, lo- Steel in trouble on eighteen. Uh, he was still minus three hundred because Cam was in the bunker. Wow, I wish I saw. Um, Steel's last like fourteen shots were an abomination. Poor guy, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, great tournament. I don't know. You would have said Sunday, like 11 gets you into that playoff. I was convinced. Crazy to think how many guys like you're. It's so weird. You got to think you got to like be all out at every moment. But in the end, it's a number that was very attainable for even guys sitting at like six under going into the day. When people go back, not and, easy, but attainable. When people go back and look at this and try to assess what happened this year in terms of next year and projecting. Oh, forward, don't. A lot of wind, a lot of rain. Rounds were taking forever. Like this was really not indicative of how the Sony Open normally were. The Sony Open in Hawaii. And I will defend you. Well, no. defend me. Please. I don't. Think, I need some defense. I don't think I would never. I don't know. Say I don't think how you feel about Cam Smith even going back. You know the week. I might not have bet him, but it was never for your reasons. <laughs> um, but your actual reason behind maybe the hatred would have been. What the fuck is saving par going to get me here? Cam Smith, what's his best asset? Gets up and down from everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like that, if you had to say, what does he do best? Where, where, where does that matter? It doesn't matter at a place where you think the winning score has got to be 19 under to sniff. So the tournament kind of changed. The dynamics changed. And saving par, you know, would have done you good. Interesting. In a lot of places. Interesting correlation here, by the way. That stupid team event at the Zurich. If you go back, like it just this kind of popped in my mind. So Cam Smith has won that team event. Number Palmer, one. yeah. Palmer has won that event. Palmer did really well. Kisner's like lost in a playoff twice at that event. Yeah. So maybe something to look at for the Zurich this year, this time around. Just take some of these guys who finished at the top of the steel and whoever the hell his partner is. And how much fun? Listen, I don't got. How bad was that shot on 18? From Palmer and Steele. Steel, I still just stepped in there real fast. He did a couple of waggles, and I it just, I don't know, it felt bad the whole time. And Cam put it in the bunker. Yeah, you, you think he had to feel good about yeah, it. Yeah, Kisner was like, fun. why are you even going for it? Yeah. Just, like, just hit it to where Palmer ended up in like that like, Morik- little gully. Well, like, even like, yeah, where Morikawa, Morikawa ended up before he, you know, it all kind of fell out on him. And I know that cost a lot of people head to heads and, and what have you, but. 
I want to go backwards a little bit. One sec. The three putt, because he was three feet for birdie on 18. He ended up three putting. Yeah. It cost him Ooh. over $100,000 for one thing. If he had just made the first putt from three feet, he'd be inside the top 50 in the world right now. Oh. And well on his way to that Masters invitation. I saw people talking about betting Morikawa at the Masters. He's not even in the tournament. No, he's not in. So that, that that's tough sledding. Yeah. Ask anyone who held Cam Champ futures last year at the Masters how well that turns out. I think Morikawa will get there eventually, but you know, I'm always wrong, so there's that. And Hovland's about like a fart away from being in the events we need him to. Well, we'll talk about Abu Dhabi here in a um, little bit but after we talk I, about the American sorry. Express. Might have burned some people. I don't really care. One day it'll burn me, I'm sure. I love the new cut. I love it, too. Loved it. Loved it. 65, no MDF. Let's go. I'm here for that. I'm here for that. Do you feel bad for Palmer that he didn't know Steele had made the bogey? Well, that's the- his own fault. I agree it's his own fault. You've got to be doing math there. It's like, would you run with... The other team is no, would you pass when the other team is no timeouts or something? Even though I guess the Packers did successfully. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, you gotta know game and score. At that point, you gotta know. It's, it's so hard in golf, though. It's not that hard. I think it is. There's so, it isn't. Unless you really, I don't know, they were really, didn't think Steele could bogey a hole. I guess so. Like you should, you should be on top. I'm of on that. the 18th fairway. Guys, take as long as they effing want out there. It seems I'll make sure I know what the score is. I get it. Like every shot is kind of its own. Some of these guys, you know, it's just it's no different than the second hole. Like I'm just playing my best on this hole anyway. Still, but he, he, he took got, a, he took a three wood out of the out bunker of the bunker and shanked, out of a bunker. And, but then he did it again, and it was great. Uh, yeah, he said, and he said he's after the fact. Everyone like talking about. It. I guess the broadcast made a big deal about. It. I do it again. It just was the play, and the lip of the bunker was real far away. Like it wasn't the issue, and he wanted to get there. He knew he needed maybe eagle. That that I guess. was the whole thing. If he had known the score, no, knowing that he would have needed birdie, and that would have been good. Yeah, enough. he could have gone like better. Had a better shot than Webb. Like yes. he would have been inside of where Webb. But you know, in the very handsy, need a nice chip range. I thought Brandel Chambly, shockingly enough, made a really good point after the fact. He I, sometimes does. I don't know. Well, he said that the big Not advantage always, the big advantage in the playoff, and they were describing the 10th hole, oh. and they showed all the approaches to the 10th where it was so wet, Great. you had to fly it by, like, basically what happened to Steele in the playoffs, he just he hit the wedge too far. But you had to land it at the back of the green and spin it back if you wanted to get close to the hole. And no one was doing it all day. They were landing it at the hole, spinning it back a bit. Then there was a gully right before, and they'd end up like 35 feet from the hole. Because Cam Smith was underneath that tree, he he played like the low burner in and bounced it up and stomped next to the hole. So somehow his awful drive ended up benefiting him because of the conditions. I thought that was just a really interesting take. I thought That's good analysis. I thought that was fantastic analysis. Personally, I thought Cam Smith's T-ball was like OB for a moment. I thought it was OB too. But he didn't like look concerned enough. So he obviously saw it hit the tree and drop. We just heard it hit the tree and thought it might have been those the side that real um right of right. Outstanding analysis and as somebody that spent some of the day watching um football You you watched the football Yeah, with people too? that didn't didn't really care about the golf have no interest, you know. Uh as the 10th hole was primarily a short par 4 all week that led to a lot of birdies when I was casting it as the leaders, the final two, three groups are going in, everyone had 40-foot birdie putts, and I couldn't figure it out. 
And even Chambly's like analysis at the end and seeing how that whole played kind of made sense. Everything was spinning, spinning off. It was very hard to hit that top level. And Steele was going for it, especially after Cam Smith stuck it to what? Eight feet, nine feet? Yeah, th- then all the pressure is on for him to stick it. And Cam missed the putt anyway. And Cam, I don't know, once it got to the playoff, you, you know this who- guy just was out of the President's Cup. Like, he's, like, ready for this sort of mindsetted moment anyway. You know who I could have used to make a putt on Sunday? Kevin Kisner. Yeah. That would have been nice. He gained two strokes putting in round one, two strokes putting in round three, lost three and a half in round two, and 2.5 in round four. Like, he was all over it. <laughs> And I know like that every time you'd pull up shot tracker because I was watching football, I'd pull up shot tracker. It'd be like Kevin Kisner, 16 feet for birdie miss. Norin couldn't fucking putt either. That was just because I had him on that DraftKings team. And I was like, oh, if Norin can like get this going, it's going to be really nice. Like Lonto missed a three footer on 10 because he had the Cam Smith putt, but he was even closer. It was 10 or 11 and he missed it. That cost him like a birdie streak. And that would have got him the top five when all was said and done. And then Norin missed like seven putts inside 10 feet. And it was like, oh, fantastic news. Thanks, thanks, Alex. You know, we'll get there when we get there. But he's a guy that I was kind of surprised where his number was last week. But he's a guy that I'm a fan of and I'm watching. And I'm seeing the, the turnaround and a lot of things with his game. So I, I, I will throw some cold and water. And he works harder throw, than I will throw some anyone. cold water on Alex Norton for this week. Yeah, I'm not here for this week. I don't like the setup almost. I, I think that he he did well, and I'm shocked he actually didn't do better at the Sony because the conditions were tough. You want Norton in tough conditions. Like, yeah. the winning score at, well, let's get into the American Express. The winning score at the American Express hasn't been below minus 20 ever. So it's a birdie fest. You're going to want your guys out there just firing at the Hunter Mayhans of the world, like that kind of player. Like you might shoot plus seven. Like Piercy's played no, well here buddy. before. Haven't just, we just... hit a Webb and a Haas? Uh, not a Webb, a Duffner from the Rocks here. Duffner from the Rocks over Linger. And, and a Haas That win? That was the reason we won on Danny Willett, if you remember, because we won all the money on Duffner. The Masters odds came out and we smashed Danny Willett because he had won that week in Abu Dhabi. Oh, well, we're... I got it's all fun how that works out. That's why the bets on Willett were so big, if you recall. We, had, we were we were cash po- cash flow positive that week. Uh, that makes sense. That makes sense. That's the timeline of how it all ended up working out. But three courses this week. Hate them. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, my my betting card will be released on Wednesday. I'm going away to the States on Tuesday morning, so I'll have to make my bets before I go because I won't be back before it starts. So it'll be a very small betting card. Most places don't offer first-round leader or it's individual course first-round leader, so I probably just won't play any of those. So the way that it works is it's a full field, 156 players. There are three courses. Each of the players will play each of the three courses the first three days. Then there's a cut. Then everyone goes to the stadium course. The stadium course is the host course, the Pete Dye design, par 72. It's the easier of the courses, although all three of these courses are incredibly easy. But it's the only one with shot link and the only one with cameras, Jeff. Remember when Adam Haddon shot a 59 at La Quinta and they're, they – Caught up to him like halfway through hole 17. Yeah, they're like running out there. Yeah. I want, I know he's not in the field. I still want to bet Hadwin this week the same way like you can still bet like Hillary Clinton on like a Democratic board. <laughs> you just, if he just decides to like, yeah. is that Adam Hadwin's music? <laughs> he ends up coming out and that's it. The Nicholas course is the second easiest course on tour. La Quinta, the easiest course on tour. That's been consistent the past two years. 
Both of those are the two easiest courses on the PGA Tour every single year. So if you're not going out and firing Rick, uh, Rick Gaiman, at Rick Run Good, by the way, on Twitter, tweeted out that there has been a historical advantage starting at La Quinta first. Over the years, just results proven out. And sometimes that's because it's a lot like a lot of people made the argument at the Sony that why do the people who play in the Tournament of Champions always do well at Sony? Well, good players tend to play at the Tournament of Champions. So if they play at the Sony, they're like the best guys in the field. I understand that argument, but you can almost parse it out the same way for this one. It's like the rotation Uh, at Pebble Beach. For TV purposes on the weekend, you put your best players at La Quinta first so they're at the course with the cameras on Saturday when people are actually watching. That's how it works. So there is a bit of noise to that. Uh, And Ben Raza and I on the DraftKings show on Tuesday will talk through the strategy of potentially stacking courses this week just in case one of them gets super windy one day and wipes them out that sort of thing um but you know, that's all for drafting this stuff. ain't no alfred dunhill links no. in terms of like rotation yeah. and weather but i still can't stand there's just a lot of variables it's so hard to begin with trying to like pick anybody that's going to be close to the lead on sunday let alone the variables that these multi-course rotations can bring yeah I yeah, I'm not a fan of, not a fan of. But for DraftKings showdown purposes, La Quinta is the one to. There it is. Well, there's a stretch. They have back to back par fives at La Quinta, uh, holes five and six, or holes four and five, and both of the holes on either side of them are like the thirteenth or like the third easiest and like the ninth easiest or something. That birdie streaks should be available. Not a lot of, and we talk about the key stats, which I will right now. There's not a lot of eagles on this course on the par fives. So, like, when you go back and look at the past champions, you have basically every set of skills. Like, Rom won here two years ago. Obviously, Adam Long won last year. But Hadwin always plays well. He's clearly not a bomber by any stretch. Like, Brian Gay has won. Patrick Reed has won. Jason Duffner has won. Basically, can you hit a short wedge? Bill Haas, or did I make that up? Bill Haas has won here. Yeah, I knew I didn't make that up. Yeah. Less second shot guys with a hot putter. Yep. Second shot guys with a hot putter. That's exactly what it is. I know. Yeah. Yeah. If Denny McCarthy could only hit a... Oh, I was thinking about it, but I don't don't have the balls. Oh, hi, Denny. If he could just hit a wedge, he'd be fine. This is the type of place for a guy like that. If you're going to take one of the short hitters, just make sure that they're accurate is the only thing that I'll say. Like, they need to... Shorter shorter hitters, fine. It's not really going to burn you too much, but there's a lot of sand. There's a lot of hazard. You got to keep it on the fairway, at least with the bombers, like we saw with Rom the year that he won, even when Hudson Swafford won a few years ago, is that they're not hitting driver a lot of the time, that they're clubbing down. Thus, remember, we always talked about this with Woodland. Like, Woodland would go to these short courses and he'd be way better because he wouldn't be hitting driver every time. He'd be hitting like the Stenson three wood and just hitting it right down the middle. Like you lose, you gain so much accuracy when you're not hitting driver and you don't really need to here. If you're someone who just absolutely pounds it out. So I'd be concerned about that. I think this is a good week to go down the board though. Not to say that like Fowler or M or Finau or Casey or any of those guys can't the win. Top? The top is just not as good as it should. Yeah. Like this is a very weak, very top end of the field because everyone's over in Abu Dhabi who's actually playing. But there's just so Histori- at, at a birdie fest where putting is going to come into play, anyone can kind of win this week. His- and we saw a 600 to one one last year. Historically, all the names that you listed were all in like not the first wave outside of Rom as the winners. And he even I don't know he's a coin flip from losing to and Andrew Landry at a huge number in a playoff. I think that yep. was here. 
So it happens. I'm not really interested at the top of the board. It's funny. There is such little win equity there also. Yeah. It's, it's like, all the guys it's, who it's, don't win. It's <laughs> scary how little win equity there is at the top of the board. Well, let's get into that then. So the top of the odds, it's funny. And we love these guys. We love them. I, I, ha- I haven't. All of them. I had not even considered that until you just mentioned it, but it's kind of funny. So the favorite is Ricky Fowler. He's 11 to 1. Sung J M is 16 to 1. Paul Casey is 22 to 1. Tony Finau is 22 to 1. Bjorn Hun and 25 to 1. Scotty Scheffler, 28 to 1. And Billy Horschel, 28 Most to 1. Most proven of them all, I guess you could say. Yeah. I would actually say blindly, I would bet potentially Casey because I think, I don't know, he did the multi course rotation at Pebble. He really likes it. He, in and he a, was good at TOC. Just I, I have not. I've said multiple times in the few golf shows we've done already in preview and in regular that I think there's a huge year coming for this guy. I think he could win big things. So obviously I believe he could win something like this. He has spoken. He's not Rory. He's not Rory. I'm not putting him there, but he has like spoken about being extremely PGA focused at like this moment in his career. And he's bypassing a lot of European and, um, fancy Middle East trips to just be a PGA guy, like Molinari did when he won the Open. Yeah, and like Rory like, I'm playing the John Deere, and like Rory committed to. I'm going to be playing the Irish Open. It just doesn't work with what I need to accomplish in America right now. And look at the year he had. Didn't win a major. Bad year for Rory. I just think huge things of everything that's about to happen for Paul Casey. And when you break down the top of this board, as much as I'd love to be there. For, for Sung Jay's first M win, first Sung Jay's first M. <laughs> I just if I miss it at sixteen to one, what am I going to feel bad about? Yeah, I'm not. And Tony is nice, but he finished fifth in Japan last uh, week. He was in Hong Kong. For Sorry, one thing. Ja- the, come on, win! <laughs> I'm not saying that's someone who bet, but like I didn't even know he was playing, and then I hear he finished fifth. I'm like, I know Ormsby won. Good for him. But Lowry was second. Yeah, and jazz, a lot of fun names, but let's go, Tony. Let's go. Tony, king of the T5. I mean, he could crush it this week. Can we just call him T5 Tony? He's not even Big Ricky anymore. He's just T5. At least Fowler has like six wins. I think, I think Finau, like I think you made the point, is you just got to bet him when he's inflated at a full field. Agreed. He'll be a 55 to one at some full field, a WGC. And that, cause I, I feel like he's got just the chance of winning. Um, and it's not fair. Cause people are like him. Him is like Ricky and Phoenix doesn't win. He's 21. Yeah. He doesn't. It's not like, I don't listen. It's so cool what he's doing. And the Vegas obviously expects a lot of him, And us as golf fans expect so much of him. We've future bet him in majors at big numbers, but that's besides the point. He's not even close. You can't put, that he hasn't won. He's, yeah. That's, he was a rookie last year on tour. There's no jokes. There's no snarky jokes. There's no cruel jokes for like three years, as far as I'm concerned, about like that. Yeah. When, in three years' time, when he's the same age as John Rom is now. Actually, no. Rom's 26 now. Hey, give him till he's 25. Yeah. So at least like two years before, like, I'll make those jokes. But yeah, Vegas is ready to, they're ready to take action on a guy they didn't know his name of. Three months ago. He's my favorite guy of the guys under 30 to 1. I just don't think that I'm going to be betting anyone under 30 to 1 for this event. I'm probably going to try to dial it back a little bit. Fowler is actually... Value? I don't think that he's not value. 
at 11 to one Fowler is never, this could be waste management three weeks from now. And 11 to one is that's probably what he's going to be. And that's not going to be value. He just doesn't win that often. But I started to look down the board. I was like, cause I started looking at the stats. Who do the stats like this week? Oh, you know who they really like beyond Han Ann. And I like started looking, I was looking like this, like 33 range. Like, I don't see Ann at all. I was like, is he 75 to one? I was like, let's go beyond Han Ann. No, he's 25 to one. Yeah. Not going to work. Yeah, I don't know if I can pull the trigger on that one. That's a thing. And like, you want to let the cat out of the bag there? For what? About Ann? What about him? He's custed? Yes, he is Tim's one and done pick this week. Yeah. Well, Tim good. won the one and done last week because Hideki ended up making the cut and Morikawa with three putted 18. Yeah, and I missed the cut. You missed uh, the cut with Cooch. K- Casey is probably the best yeah, play. I would solely agree. because Tita Green, he was excellent at the Tournament of Champions. Ball striking, he was excellent at the Tournament of Champions. He lost five strokes putting over four rounds. Like, and, he'll do that, but he doesn't normally like repeat doing that. I will make the case that the he should be the favorite if he wasn't didn't have this early this narrative about him and there wasn't just like I don't know this grown stank that people just don't want to be betting on him. I could make the case he deserves to be the 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 favorite here. One thing, did Kevin not withdraw already? I have no clue. He may have, may not have. Check back later for that. I'll check Twitter after the show and put it in the show notes, maybe, if I remember. Either way, I found that the past three years, because there's, when I say there's only shot link and cameras at the stadium course, I really do mean that. So when you go back and look at stats, one thing there is to know is that none of these strokes gain metrics factor in La Quinta or factor in the Nicholas course. It's only the stadium course, which everyone will play once, and then the final round will be held there. But if you go back and look at proximity gained from 75 yards to 100 yards, the past three winners have all finished inside the top 10 in that number. And there's a lot of like Hadwin finishes inside of it every year. Just basically three to four guys from the top 10 at the stadium course will finish top 10 in that particular stat. So if you look at it over the past 70, uh, past 12 rounds, Shez is actually the best. Uh, but if you look back further, someone like Ricky, always, Ricky and Ann rate out really highly in those two things. And I think it makes a lot of intuitive sense only because I mentioned the lack of eagles on the par fives at all three of these courses, which either means it just means it's difficult to get there in two shots. So guys are either laying up or just bombing it up close and they have to get up and down. I think that is why, along with the short par fours, why that stat pops up so much. So I would want to use guys that are not necessarily good short games, but just good, very like half wedges, half gaps. The delicate shots, the handsy shots. Yeah. And look back at Hansy's the guys who and mom, look, look, look back at the guys who've won. Imran Khan. Like that's like Reed's specialty. That type of shot. That's like Duffner's specialty. Yeah, but Reed couldn't pull it off in the playoff. What? Playoff, just nothing. Been at the Sony, you got a couple of those on the par five. That very handsy range at the tournament champions on that 18th hole. It's funny, both week, two weeks in Hawaii, leaders go to par five 18th holes and can't even hold they can't their do lead. anything. It doesn't normally happen that way. Fun, fun, fun. Just looking at birdie or better because you're gonna have to fail. Like the overall, like stats i'm looking at. i'm looking at that range strokes gained approach strokes gained off the tee but i think the birdie or better rate is something to like really do, do fino and casey deserve to be the same number yeah right. i mean casey only wins at the valspar that's it yeah, and this just win something this also isn't the valspar sung jay though just looking at him past 12 rounds i know it's a very short sample but he's the best 
Top 10 off the tee, top 10 in approach, top 10 in par fours, top 10 in birdies are better. It's pretty good. And Listen. He was 12th in his debut. I'll, I'll admit, I got Vortex this week because uh, we had those three picks on the show. He was my fourth man on the card. And I did the fantasy grind whale play of the GMAC 150. Which, <laughs> oh, that was a bite there. Uh, I think the Palmer missed, though, got him into a... He was already top five. He was already top five, yeah. But I went, I bet him last week at like 22 or 24 to 1, and he always made you catch a taste. It was, to the people making like the Finau comparisons, it was very like Finau-like on a stat tracker. Well, he got caught There's, in a bunker and couldn't get out because it was too wet. But there is so many, like, it's just a day full of like 8 to 14 feet for birdie for the guy. Well, if that's the case this week, he's probably going to win. Very rarely do you see Sungjae like putting a real putt for par. Yeah, and like, realistically, his top ten it's like Cantley esque doesn't putt Wait, for par very often. His top man. ten doesn't. His top doesn't ten was to. just ruined by that one hole, number sixteen yeah. on Sunday. He took a seven on a par four because he got caught in a bunker. Uh, back to that proximity that stat though. Past thirty six rounds, best in the field, top ten in the field. Knox Stricker Tringali. Fowler, Ryder, hardly newer, Armour, Byun Hunan, Bo Hostler, your pal, Kevin Na, if he has or has not WD'd, your other guy, Andrew Putnam, like, and then Russell Henley. Brendan Steele is actually number 12 as well. I don't mind. Knox is very much that second shot. I, I will almost tell you he's probably going to be my one. And done. Duffner, like Bill Hot, like prototype guy here. Yeah, we'll we'll dig into actually we'll get to that range now. So thirty to one to hundred to one. At the very top of that range, you have Champ, Hal, Kisner, Wolf, Phil, Molinari, Harmon, Todd, Kokrak, Answer. Surprised Phil as as host couldn't get a few more guys out to Palm Springs. More Norin. That's the thirty to fifty guys, but. You want to stop there for a moment? Yeah, let's stop, let's stop there because we'll get to Knox eventually. I'm betting Knox at 60 to 1. I'll just tell everyone that right now. I'll tell you why in a second. I found better numbers on basically all of these guys on a different book than we normally use. They're all like 33 or 35. And it's not like you're probably going to play the each way at someone down at 30 to 1. So I'd chop around for better numbers. You found better numbers on like eight guys. Uh, early, really but they get crunked. They got crunked. They realize so they make a mistake. No oh, he's already 50. But I, yeah, he's like 50 or 60. But I took a little piece just because it seemed too... Too good. And they had some other big ones I didn't notice that people, like, point out to me. But by the time I go to, like, see if I want to act on it, they're already – they've already copied the book we like to use. Yeah, the good one. But I don't know. They throw it out early and, I don't know, to each their own. I mean, they're all losing bets anyway. This is true. So The 50 to 1 should all be 100 to 1. It's so fucking hard. For me, the first thing I looked at here – because I was just following him nonstop at the Sony, because I thought that he had a chance to win. I Kisner. Is Kisner, who was first tee to green last week. He's played the last two weeks. This should set up theoretically really well for him, but... You want to bet it? I do want to bet it, but then I just started thinking about, like, we always think of him as a really good Bermuda putter, but he's not. He's actually a really good bent grass putter and a good POA putter. But Pete Dye is his baby, no? Pete Dye is his baby, but he's never really played well at this tournament before. Like, it's it's really weird with him. But he's 30. That was my first look. Then I started digging in a little bit. You know who's really good with short wedges and makes a ton of birdies? It was really good at the Tournament of Champions? Matthew, Matthew Wolf. Matthew Wolf. 
Wouldn't think you would think this guy's just gonna try to like bomb and gouge. Yeah, you know. But to, no, and he makes a ton of birdies if he's just putting like, and he's not a bad putter. That's the whole thing. I like, would a lot not of people expect. See, there's just a profile that you just doesn't meet the cover that the golf channels told me. So I, I those were my first two looks. I didn't bet them, and then I started thinking about Howell's here, Champs here, Mickelson's here, Harmon's here. All those guys are gonna garner. The best player in this field is thirty three to one. Maybe, yeah. Is that just a blind bet? Remember when we didn't do this at API last year? It's like, oh, Molinari's 50 to 1. Like, okay. Oh, crush that. Let's not bet it. Crushed it live, though. Yeah. And then he ends up winning. Like, why isn't this a Molinari course? It's short, it's wedges. Can he make a putt? Who knows? Can I ask, did he play at the tournament champions? No, he so he has. If he hasn't we played know in Molinari, ages. He, he, hasn't, he hasn't picked up a club since the last time you saw him professionally. He's not a grinder. He's, he's enjoying the life that 2018, I want to say, brought him. And another PJ win last year brought him. And, you know, there'll be jokes that he died on Ray's Creek. But I don't know, man. I don't think he's touched a club. I mean that. He hasn't played since the DP World Championship. And he's going to get to the podium, that was and he's going to joke about it. Just but, like last year, he said, wherever he showed up first, I, since the Ryder Cup with Fleetwood or the singles match, this is the last time he putted. And he played the Tournament of Champions last year, and they didn't play again to, like, Mexico in the middle of February. He basically took, like, four months off of golf. And I'm, I, with, I, I'm with you. I'm just – you look at, no, that, you I agree. Look at that number – and yeah. he's like, if I want, if I think I want to bet his, and we make the win equity jokes of of the top, yeah, like he six, can win, yeah, he's a winner, and this is the perfect hit and giggle with a corporate sponsor, because uh, he's a pro am, right? So oh yeah, courses, yeah, it's yeah. a pro am where I, I joked in my column this week, which you can check out in the description or DK Playbook that like you're not getting Bill Murray yeah. and Alfonso Ribeiro, although you might get Alfonso Ribeiro. You might. He might just show no, up. You know why you'll probably get him? Because he's actually like uh, the official sponsor of the Champions Tour. Okay. Like he's paid by Champ, So he's got in and he might just play. You might get like, you You don't even get like Ray Romano. No, you don't get those guys. Although like Clint Eastwood lives here and I feel like sometimes he does make appearances. W wasn't he the mayor of Palm yeah, Springs? Yeah, something, yeah. Nance got the house there. No, that's a pebble he has the house. He's got a house in Palm Springs. <laughs> He's got a house everywhere. Yeah, trust me. I don't know if this is CBS though, is it? CBS got commitment Sunday, bro. Yeah, it might, it might just be Golf Channel only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because NBC is out of the football game right now until you know, next year. Um, I don't remember what we were just saying, but yeah, the blind Molinari, I'm not going to fight it, but I'm just letting you know what you're up against. So I, I had originally leaned Kisner. I think I like Wolf better. And then I have Molinari staring at me there. I might bet none of them. I might bet two of them, but that's kind of where I'm leaning at because the rest of my card isn't really filled out all that much. Like it's just a bunch of long shots. I have very little like capital investment. I have bad Abraham answer. How come? I just feel like his game suits everything we see here from the guys that have won outside of Rom just being the best player to play this tournament in probably the last eight years. The Mexican Allen Iverson, the answer. 18th off the tee past 36, 17th par four scoring. I can, he just needs a putt. Just put the way you did at the presence cup. He's going to win. Yeah, I don't know. Listen, Cam Smith got the bump. Let's go. Hopefully, answer can can find it. I think at forty to one, I think that's a nice bet. That's where my card started. Um, I don't know. I 
Kisner I stared at. Wolf I didn't really even look at twice because I just thought he wouldn't work here, but. Really um, good from in close. Where's Molinari at? Molinari also incredibly you know, good from these ranges. Wolf I think is, I might have to bet Molinari blind. Wolf is. Wolf's great. Don't see him. Yeah, he doesn't. For what he is sold as, he really does have a polished around the green game. Yeah, well, let's just let's go take a little gander at, on Fantasy National and what he's been up to. Very good, like shockingly good putter to begin his career. The only thing that's kind of hit and miss with him is his approaches. Like either he's scorching with his irons or he's bad with his irons. It's pretty But fun. off the tee, he's always gaining strokes. He's gained strokes in six consecutive tournaments on the green. And in 12 measured starts in his career, he's only lost strokes around the green three times. It's pretty good. I would say so. And he could, like... One of the best ways to think about some of these odds, especially some of the bigger names at lower prices, is if we get if we have this exact same field again next year, you'd think Wolf would be higher than thirty to one. You think he'd be like, like, who do you think ends up higher in the world rankings? If we were just do, doing world rankings points from American Express to American Express, Finau or Matthew Wolf? Yeah, no, there's a lot of guys, Scheffler and. Uh, Scheffler's overvalued. Cho, uh, I, lo- I love Scheffler, but why is he 28 to 1? You know, Billy Horschel one more year compared to, you know, Wolf. I don't I don't disagree. Okay. So the rest of the guys from like 50 to 100. I just, I would say I don't know that his odds of, well, the guy wins a lot. So he's a hard guy to like make a win equity claim who, on. Who? Matthew Wolf, because he's just, he is a winner. Well, yeah, he won a bunch of college. He's already won, on, he won his third, fourth professional start. So he does win, but I think there's a lot of guys here that have uh, very similar odds to win as the guys with half their odds. Yeah. Between hitting the gym, eating cleaner, or just learning a new skill, there's a lot of ways we can better ourselves in the new year. But I can't think of one that's more important than starting the year off tackling high-interest credit card debt. My friends at Upstart.com are here to help. Upstart is the revolutionary lending platform that offers smarter rates to help you pay off high-interest credit card debt. Upstart goes beyond the traditional credit score when assessing your credit worthiness. They actually reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter rate. Upstart believes you're more than just a credit score. They believe in you. They make it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate. Since it's just a soft pull, it won't affect your credit score. The hard pull happens when you accept the rate. The best part? Once the loan's approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. The next day! Over 400,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards or meet their financial goals. Free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart is ranked number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot? And hurry to upstart.com slash mayo to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash mayo. So I said Knox. Knox, one of the best short game players. For whatever reason, he's lost his ability to hit fairways, which is incredibly problematic because that was always his thing he's not a long hitter whatsoever clean player just hit it in the middle of the fairway 
Scorch with your irons. And he's actually making a few putts these days, which is very atypical for Russell Knox. So I went and looked back at his past five, past 10, and then career baseline. He's basically losing a stroke per event off the tee, which is not good. But he normally gains like 0.4 of a stroke, 0.5 of a stroke, somewhere in the middle, maybe slightly above average. And in a tournament like this, where it's just predicated on hitting fairways, that should be something he's going to do. He's 60 to one. I think that he is underpriced in this field, coming off a really good Sony last week. Make a few putts, use those irons, and just start hitting the fairway again. Just hit the fairway a few times, Russ. Make them putts. He's going to generate a ton of birdie tries. And this just feels like everyone's going to go on, like, Shez Reavy, I think. Putnam's probably going to be popular. Knox is 60 to 1. That's a good price. Yeah. I, I like li- it. I, I, like, mean- I like what you're selling. He fits, he fits the prototype here. Um, he's actually putting pretty decent Yeah, for a guy that doesn't really have a reputation for making putts at all. He's got that block putter. It's like a brick. He's been good to us, too. Don't mind it. Anyone else in this range that you're betting? Andrew Putnam is another guy that I thought about last week, didn't pull the trigger, Saw him with that early success in the tournament. Had me hating myself for a little. He obviously, in Andrew Putnam ways, fell back to earth. But uh, I think this is a layout that works for him very much. Lost over four strokes driving the ball last week. Uncharacteristic? No, not really. He's lost in five consecutive events now. Well, He's bad off the tee, but he makes it up by having scorching putting weeks. And sometimes the irons cooperate. They didn't last week. But I'm with you. I, I think this could be a really nice layout for him. And you're getting it, what, 66 to 1? Yeah, I've seen it even as high as uh, 70. How about this? Same. Andrew Putnam, over the past 36 rounds, 10th in that key proximity range I talked about. Over the past 100 rounds, 1st in that key proximity range. So if he has the putter going, he should give himself a lot of 10 to 15 footers to look at. Would Lucas Glover do anything for you here? I like him better on DraftKings. I'm not going to bet him. But yeah, he's had success at this tournament in the past, just like your boy Harris English. Listen, 100 to 1. He's no longer 100 to 1. They put it out there. I bet, but I took an each way because he's got no chance. That's the whole thing. That's when Harris English. When you message me and be like, hey, do you want to bet Harris English? It's like, not really. But if I had got the top, like, because top 10 odds aren't released until whenever. Because there's no top 10 out of Yeah, and... Uh, that if it was a top 10 at his 100 to 1 tag, I would have been interested in that. He's made... He's played this tournament seven times since 2011. He's made the cut every single time. Like, this is a good event for him. But I don't think that he's going to win. Todd has won here before. Did you know that? Listen... Again, I, w- I couldn't besmirch any any bet on him at the 40, 50 to 1 number. I, I, don't, I think that's incredibly fair at, at a place that he's won. I don't think he was that bad last week. I thought, I don't know, maybe the bad conditions really got to him. I thought he could make a charge on the weekend. He legitimately scares me now. Does like, if he's flirting on the leaderboard, it's like, dear God, make a bogey. Well, he, Please go away. He did what McDowell did. Like, that's what happened when he ended up winning his tournaments and even charged at the RSM. Like, McDowell just went unconscious for, like, six holes on Sunday. He did everything to 15 feet, made every single one of those butts. Then he finally gave one back. But finished T4. Like, that's how Todd was doing it. Like, he just... Didn't he make, like, 10 birdies in a row at, like, the Bahamas or what the hell that tournament? Oh, yeah. He was just like... Something ridiculous. My PGA birdies lit up with just flames. So you might have had like eight birdies on like the first nine holes in one of those 
I don't remember the event though. Other than that, like I don't know. Munoz seems underpriced at ninety. Putnam at sixty six, I do think is somewhat interesting. But other than that, I'd rather just go down the list. Like there's not a huge discrepancy. What about Steele? Steele historically plays really well at this tournament. The he's Aug- a California kid. He hates the rain, as he pointed out. Uh yeah, he's won uh what the Napa events. He won he won Safeway back to back years. Kind of similar type courses though. That one's a bit longer, but I believe it's played at elevation. But either way, he's had success at this tournament in the past. He's 75 to 1, and usually it works out better for, like, I, I do like the second place guy the next week. Like you just ride some good momentum. Maybe that can work out. Like, does that interest you at all at 75? It should, but it doesn't. Okay. It doesn't. Because, frankly, from... There's someone here who I've seen at 125 who is 80 here, but I don't know, Varner? Nah. I feel like these like non-driver courses. I listen, Werner's fine. I think that you can get equivalent value for double the price or triple the price. Okay. On who yeah. It is. Yeah. Like Werner 80 to one is a fine bet. If you want to make it, I think that he could win. He sets up, like you mentioned really well. Would you, I, you probably rather bet Sabatini? No. I mean, maybe like just, I think that everyone in this from basically from, Werner to Zing Zhu Zhang at 251. There's not a huge gap in talent between any of these guys. So why am I hitting the 80 to ones when I can hit three times the price and th- at least in my mind feel like I have just as good of a shot to win? Yeah, I agree. There's a lot of big numbers here that I'm willing to dance with potentially. Do you think the Pro-Am throws people off? Is that why Phil always plays well here? Phil, a lot of Pro-Am experience. He's used to the slow rounds. We always thought this benefited Kevin Na too because he just inherently a slow player that the seven hour rounds don't bog him down yeah i would argue the slow rounds can't bother you but you also have to maybe have a certain type of personality like the extremely serious guy might like be in trouble because you're also out there for a long time and you're like hating everyone around you the amateur you're playing with his caddy you're playing with me like yeah shanking the ball at about <laughs> i'm just gonna drop over here is that okay yeah so. That's what I would say, potentially. Where's Ryan Palmer? Get back on the horse, Ryan. Play in this tournament and win Said it. he's uh, taking a week off. He'll be at Farmers. He should play this. Get a win. What was the last time? I guess Palmer uh, Farmer's going to be awesome. What's that? Farmer's going to be awesome. Yeah, what do we got? Tiger. Rory? Is Rory playing? Did he commit to that or Genesis? One of them he said yes to. I don't remember. Spieth now. is back. That'll be his first appearance of the year. Yeah, next week's going to be good. The, the football bye week. Savvy tournament structure. Get all your yeah. big names out there in a week where people are still sports hungry, but there's no sports going on. La Jolla, it's beautiful. It'll be good too because it's next year's U.S. Open, so people want to. No, yeah, people want to go play. The They're course. not going to get many chances, and I would assume next year's Farmers doesn't go there, right? Isn't that how it works? I have no idea. No, because Pebble, see, like Quail, Pebble was oh, playing yeah, Pebble, Pebble last did year. it. I feel like Quail Hollow, like they left because they were going to play a PGA Championship. They also completely restructured that course okay, too yes, for the PGA yes. Championship. Okay, yeah. So then maybe it'll still be there because the timeline works just like Pebbles. And it's and like during the Pebble Beach, I think it works out too. Like where Pebble Beach hosted the U.S. Open, the Pebble Beach Pro Am is like this: it's three separate courses. It's not just at the one course. Yeah. And even at Farmers, it's two courses: two it's the courses North and South course. For the first two rounds, and they go to the south. And as we talked about that week, that almost try not to read too much into it because the weather is so weather's different. Different. 
listen, when you play a U.S. Open somewhere, uh, the rough is going to be a little bit, little it, even Pebble, like it just played tough. Yeah. I mean, five guys played really well. Everyone else sucked. Yeah, one guy got up and down every time. Yeah, or just, <laughs> hey, 80 feet away, it's a gimme. Let's just put it in. <laughs> Woo! So Knox is my only hit right now of anyone inside 100 to 1. All right, how many bullets have you already fired back? I got some bullets back. Yeah, I, I uh, let's do this. Long shots. I think this is a very good tournament for long shots. I think they're more more live at this event than many others. One that I haven't bet, but I'm intrigued by now that I kind of dissect the stats a little bit. Played really well at the Australian Open in December. We haven't seen him since. But Cameron Tringali is a hundred to one. He can make birdies. Oh yeah. And I mean, he's he great, might and he's suck. great from in close. He might suck, but man, can this guy like get a Jonas Blix, like just catch fire like four times a year. I don't mind that. How about this? Cameron Tringali passed 36 rounds third in the field in proximity from 75 to 100 yards, eighth from 100 to 125. Overall, he's 10th on par fours, 12th in approach, and 27th par five, par three scoring. Sorry, and 12th in birdies are better gained against the field. He's not putting particularly well, just very average. Per my fantasy national model this week, based on my key stats over the past 36 rounds, he's third of everyone in this field. I think I got to take that at 100 to 1, don't I? Yes. All right, so check mark next to Tringali. I'm in on him. Other guys I am in on. Guess who's back? See, woo. Woo! Wedge fest, birdie fest. He's going to be plus twelve or minus twenty five. One twenty five to one. Let's go. That's a huge number. Let's go. See, woo. I'm back in. One twenty five to one. These are always the numbers that he hits his top five at. Yeah. These are all each way bets. Anything. So half towards the win, half towards the top five at one fourth the odds. So I'm in Any- on the. I'll be in on those two other guys. I'm in on right now. I really like Sam Ryder at two hundred to one. The ball striking was really good last week. He seemed very crisp coming out of the layoff. He's another guy who just makes birdies in bunches. So I like him at 200 to 1. And another guy couldn't drive the ball for a lick last week, but he was making some putts. And the irons, Jeffrey, were off the charts. Malnati who? And do you know who, if the winning score needs to be like minus 25, minus 26, who can win one of those events? Because he's done it a few times on tour. 250 to 1, Jeff. TPJ, your pal. Ted. Potter Listen, Jr. Shout out Hainzer. We had a sighting last week or two. The guy, the guy can lurk. He's love it. Loves the short wedges. Gets super hot. Oh, dominates God. the Muni tournaments. Like birdie or better. That's his jam. Yeah. Give him these short courses. This guy will go to the non-televised course and he will shoot an eight under and you know, and then he'll come out the next day and beat Dustin. He is motherfucker. like motherfucker. It's funny, like. <laughs> Per yeah, the, uh, I like that one a lot. <laughs> so anyway, those are just like bombs. Like, why why not take a shot at these guys who pile up birdies in bunches? Are you not betting Xinjiang? Zhang? I might. He really let me down last week. I didn't bet him last week, but I had him on DraftKings. Um, screwed me up. Like, Burgoon is another one to look at. He's another one who makes a ton of birdies. I think if you're taking the long shot, you like, here are the guys top 10 right now, and birdies are better gained over the past 36 rounds. M, McCarthy, Wise, Scheffler, Munoz, Mav McNeely, Poston. Maybe I should get back on Poston. He seems overvalued, though. Burgoon, Herman, Wolf, and Vegas. Former what, winner here, Johnny Vegas. And Tringali is next. What about Wise? What about him? When was the last time he was in? Now, now that I'm going to call him trash. 
he's going to come out and win. But, like, I guess he was eighth at the RSM. Did he not play last week? I swear he played last week. Norlander? Norlander had it going last week. He's 110. Why is his three top tens in his past six starts? Huh. News to me. 90. 90 is a fair number. Is he Cal? I know he went to Oregon. Is he a Cali boy? I don't know. Uh, oh, I'm looking at Denny McCarthy. Sorry. <laughs> Not Aaron Wise. <laughs> I, was, I was like, <laughs> Aaron Wise. Let's check him out. Should we? Do, you know how we always bet on Byung Han and being like, hey, is this the week that he's going to make a two foot putt? And then he inevitably doesn't and then leads the field tee to green. Do we just play the opposite with McCarthy? It's like he's going to gain 10 strokes putting every week. Maybe he learned how to hit an iron. Is there any merit to that, do you think? The guy won. Uh, miscut at the Sony, miscut at the RSM, miscut this at the is, OHL, miscut at the Shriners, this is third wise. at the Bermuda. Okay. As for um, Shucks, who are you just talking McCarthy? about? McCarthy? As for McCarthy, this kind of sets up. Didn't he win a lot on like Corn Ferry? I don't remember. And these like Birdie Festival type sort well, of. Well, that's why I kind of liked him. I guess they're good. They're good at the minus 24, like, victories. Yeah, just... They know those... It's not about course management. It's the exact opposite of what we saw last week. Like, if Cam Smith was here, he probably would not be the prototypical player that you would want for this tournament. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Like, if you're getting up and down this week, you ain't making birdies. I feel like it's just a really high number for a guy that might have some equities, but... uh, Beer Garden 175? Yeah, that seemed really low. And we know he loves, loves to get on a birdie streak. What was the last, like, what was the last time he did anything? I don't have is a my clue. question. And where is he in the world rankings these days? But I've bet him at like far lower numbers in like real tournaments. I recall us winning a bunch of money betting him heads up against Tiger at the match play last year. Wiped him out. You don't want to, you always want to play Tiger. If Tiger has to play two rounds in one day, bet against him the second round. Okay, well, can we say props to Lucas Beergarden for... Do, how do you put this? Tiger wins that match. Maybe he doesn't win the Masters. It's like the right, event right before, wasn't it? It was like two weeks before. Yeah, it was the last time he played. It was. Beergarden's down to 86th in the world rankings. The last Does he play? I, 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 he, I'm, he played in the Ned Bank, which was like the biggest loser tournament ever in South Africa. But it was so hard. He came 63rd. He played the Turkish Airlines Open and play, came 72nd. Missed the cut in Portugal. It was T45 at the Houston Open. Missed the cut at Shriners. Yeah. The last time he had a top 10 I don't want it. was the match play. <laughs> okay. <laughs> came fourth. Uh, Chapel 160? Good history here. I just don't know where he's at in the recovery. He played twice during the swing. You want to go back to your boy Harrington? Should I? I, I would no. have more interest, even though it's his first start of the year, in someone like Streelman. Doesn't this feel like a Streelman-type tournament? Yeah, you're get, betting on Russell Knox. They're like the yeah, same guy. Get real hot, Kevin. Aren't they the same guy? Knox is better. But just... Yeah. No, you're, you're right. Like... Little wiener looking dude. When you open, it's a fairway. When you open up Twitter and you're scrolling, like there's there's the potential for a lot of flames next to Kevin Streelman's name. Yeah, but are we due for that eclipse yet? Again, it, like the is, Streelman wins are like, you're right. They sort of happen. Yeah, 
he just catches like insane fire. He'll birdie the last seven holes of a tournament. I think he did that once. I think he stole one from Furick or something at Heritage. Where was it? It was Valspar, and I think he stole it from Luke Donald in 2013. Okay. It was that or no, it was at a Can... Shez one last year, Knox is one there. What are you talking about? Where Streelman did it. TBC right. Harding Park. What the hell was the name of that tournament? Pete Dye course, week after the U.S. The one like Matt Jones won? No. Sea Island? Texas. That you know one's in about? Texas. No. Last year, Shez won it the week after the U.S. Open. It's in like Hartford. The RBC Heritage? No. The but, Colonial? No. Oh my God. What's the name of this tournament? People are yelling Is at me. Is there a jacket? Is no. No, it's not the Greenbrier. The one in Hartford. I don't know. Yeah, people are yelling at us, so I can hear you. It's the one where Casey gagged it, and we hit Bubba there. Bubba's won there three Travelers? times. Travelers? Travelers! That's it. <laughs> yes, that is in Hartford. <laughs> no, yeah. That's where he did it. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I think so. I, it, could, it actually could have been Valspar because he's won there too. No, I think it was the it, Travelers where he like caught was, that in, insane birdie streak. It would strike me as odd that someone made like seven birdies to end their round at Valspar. That's a hard course. Agreed. And the final three holes are like devastating. The snake pit. Uh, List has gone from 200 to 250. Pass. I saw he had a quick ejection last week. Yeah, he was like eight over after eight holes. And he was putting well. <laughs> That's the worst part about it. Yeah, I feel like... The, you know when you see your ex-girlfriend and usually it's like if you're like sort of a dumpier guy and she's with like some new hot guy she's looking good she's like down 10 pounds and you feel bad about yourself well with me and luke list it's the opposite yeah i hear you see her out on the street it's like good god did you become homeless what happened to you i hope luke gets it back together and we can reconnect as friends down the road but right now we're on like i had to block his number on my phone okay. he can't text me he can't call me well, we might see him at the DFS Open in, at the Honda. Maybe. He won me a lot of money there. Yeah, that's, that's lost the playoff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's in the Masters this year. Let's hear Norrin Gang. He's uh. in the Masters, Jeff. Luke List in the Masters because of his T3 at the PGA Championship. But yeah, that's, that's going to be it for me here. Gooch is someone to look at, but I thought his odds were too low. He you should, mentioned him as being... He should be like 250, not 110. Like, Zhang is better than Gooch, and Zhang is 250. Bo Hostler made your key numbers list. Mm-hmm. Bet him. Dare you. Dare you to bet him. It'll be hard. He is the type of guy who can just go and putt here. He doesn't even he need... sucks off the tee, right? Isn't that yeah, his right. thing? He, like, he, the well, worst? He, he sucks at irons and off the tee. Apparently, he's very good from in close, though. But it might take him eight shots to get there. I think you were right. I think Ian Poulter sucked the life out of him. Oh, something happened. He died on that green in Houston. Could have been in the Masters. He was like a Haskins Award winner. This guy, he had the pedigree. I'm not saying he was what these newer kids are, but like for that window, he was talked about as like the kid that's coming. Very small window. Would you like to know the top 20 in the stat modeling? Sure. Of... Just, just names. No price Italian. You, you know yep. what the prices are. By the rankings, over the past 36 rounds, what I put out in my different weights on everything, Paul Casey is number one in this field. Makes sense. Brian Harmon is number two. 
Cameron Tringali is number three. Cameron Percy, 350 to one, is number four. Might be worth a bet. Sung J.M., number five. Kokrak, six. Scheffler, seven. Billy Horschel, eight. Ortiz, nine. Finau, ten. And then it's Ann Norlander, Von Taylor, Zhang, Burgoon, Stanley, Armour, Harrington, Munoz, and Vegas. That's the top 20. Does any, any of those surprise you? There are some guys a little higher than might have thought, but but a lot of these guys are putting up numbers yeah. against weak fields. That's one way to parse it as well. Like someone like Munoz has basically played every event. I, does doesn't it feel like he's undervalued? Why is he only ninety to one? Yeah, and people he was like the hot sneaky pick for a lot of people last week. And why isn't Lonto here? Lonto T six Lonto can't be T five Lonto. That would have been nice. Anyway, let's move to, you want to move to the desert? Sure, let's go. All right, let's go to the desert. This is where all the names are actually added. Abu Dhabi. I always forget if it's this one or Qatar. Remember there was the correlation like three years in a row, whoever won maybe this. Yeah, who was this one? Willett, Sergio. And then Hao Tong won. People were like, Hao Tong, let's go. It's this one, right? Yeah. So, yeah, good correlation with the masters at this one. The favorite in this field is Tommy. Fleetwood's nine, Cantley's nine, Brooks is 11, Louis's 14, due for another T2. Fitzpatrick's 18, so is Bryson, so is Lowry. Lowry's coming over from Hong Kong, by the way. And that's probably something to note with Finau as well, that he just played in Hong Kong over the weekend. You now he's coming back and playing on tour. I don't think this is the one. It is. Grace, Peters, McIntyre, Wiesberger, Hovland, Willett, Sergio, Matthias Schwab. That is your top of the field. You don't think it's this one? No. Why? Or maybe it's the Omega Dubai Masters. Yeah, I think you could be right. Because it says Fleetwood's won this twice. Has he? I guess that's why. Because when I looked looked at the odds, I was stunned Brooks wasn't the favorite. Oh, sorry. Fleetwood's won this before. And he never was the correlated Masters guy. Who? Fleetwood. Guess not. Omega Dubai Desert Classic. That's next week. Okay. So that's the one? That's the one. Let's rewind. Okay. Yeah. So that's the go. one to look for. <laughs> I, maybe that's opposite of Farmers. I can't remember. Either way, this tournament. Fleetwood's won it twice. Keimer's won it three one, times. One time, one time. Well, Keimer won it three times in like 10 years ago, like back to back to back. Looking at this field and not knowing a ton about the course, doesn't it seem like Matt Wallace at 55 to 1? Doesn't he just win tournaments more than that? Or is it just almost like looking at Molinari in the other tournament where he's 33 to one and probably should be like 12 to one Brooks at 11. Like how often are you getting Brooks at 11 in a field this week? Brooks should be like five to one. Shouldn't he? I know he hasn't played in three months and he's coming off injury, but still, is it just a value for Brooks at 11? Like, should we play? Here's what I'm going to do. I'll play a Brooks Molinari double. I'm going to play that right now. Just uh, guys who I who are way too talented for their odds this week. I would say there's a lot of guys here that create some value on the board. Like? In the other range. Just Brooks being here. Guys get their number bumped. I've made I, I've got one bet. Could be my only one. But there'll probably be more, Pat. And you could probably guess it with one guess. One second here. I'm gonna go Brooks. Molinari, $10 each way. So they would both need to come inside the top five for this to pay. So it pays, what is this? 
407 to 1. So the each way on the 10 bucks gets me an extra 400 if it hits. All right, I'll do that. Boom. Brooks Molinari. Let's do that. Fun times. Uh, you're betting Willett again? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Four, I got a 40. Uh, it seems right. Big things. I like a lot of that range, though. Like starting at Surge. 30 and above, Sergio, Victor, uh, Weisberger. Uh, I like that range for the winner. Wallace a little farther back. That's where I would be looking. I would take the bump that Brooks showing up gives me, that Cantley showing up gives me. What's the deal with Bryson? He's playing a lot of Fortnite, it seems. And apparently his stream is hilarious. I like Bryson. I like that people are down on him. I feel bad that someone stole our boy E. Pat's gig. Eric Patterson. He, he was like the first guy on the scene of like watching Bryson play video games. Now there's actual golf reporters watching Bryson play video games. And apparently he's saying things. He doesn't care. And he said he might not go to the... Um... Masters? Because <laughs> he has a Fortnite concert he has to attend? No, the real controversial one. Saudi Arabia. Yeah, because he goes, no one, no American is safe over there now with all of, uh, I guess this was last week, but I guess some things may have calmed down. But when tensions were high. But he wasn't watching the Sony playoff, the JT Reed playoff. He was playing video games. Gives zero fucks. I mean, if you were a professional golfer and you weren't in the tournament, what do you care about? What no, I get it. Golf? I don't know. It's not like, hey, I'm... Who ended up winning? The Titans. Yeah, I want to see who what, I'm playing next week. Playing yeah, yeah next I get week. it. I get like, it. I'm not playing this course. What do I care? No, um, sure. Yeah. So I don't know. I would try to attack that middle here. Definitely. Definitely. I'd avoid the Americans and, and hope to get lucky. Although, if I did have to give my stone cold five-star lock of the week. Sounds like a loser. It would be an exact second place finish. For Louis? Louis Eustazen. I had a Morikawa Louis double last week that I was like feeling pretty good about for a while. Yeah, of course. But the real stinger, there are a lot of people I think came close with doubles, but I feel bad for the guy with the exact second place double of Louis and Webb. Ugh. No, that, that, was, that wasn't a second place double. Webb came third. I know. They just missed it. That was the hard one of the week. But those two guys. I mean, Webb has sort of reinvented himself and we're like happy that he's like he's amazing. Doing well. And we're wondering. Like, how is he actually not going to regress because the stats are so mind-bogglingly good? And anyone needs to realize, when I'm on this, like, Louis binge of, like, traveling the world, finishing second place in, like, C-rate tournaments, I do understand he's come second place in every single major. Those are not C-rate tournaments. But if you literally look at his, like, last half year, he is playing all over in these like random European tour events and he can't win for shit. Maybe he did get a win somewhere, but it just feels like everything for he, the guy. He won whatever the tournament was last week. I believe he won the year previous, the South Africa, whatever, whatever. The guy which, just which, it had like 256 people in the field. It was ridiculous. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> anyway, quick picks for the American express. Here's what I'm doing. I am going to bet Molinari at 33 to one. Russell Knox, 60 to 1 with the each way. Cameron Tringali, 100 to 1. See, woo, Kim at 125 to 1. Sam Ryder, 200 to 1. TPJ, Ted Potter Jr., 250 to 1. All of those with the each way. I have tons of room if I wanted to play something at the top, so I might add to it later on, but I think it would be down between Kisner and Wolf for me. You. 
The bets I've made are answer at 40 and English at 100, which I know doesn't exist and I don't even believe in. Did I talk? Like if I could sell it like a stock, hold on, I would. You have sold me on Knox. Your confidence in Knox um, has me. And yeah, I'm not going to watch. So Yeah. I mean, that's like, yeah, it's a couple pennies out of the pocket. Yeah, but that, I'm, that, it's 250 to one. Yeah. It's really a nothing. Game. I got no problem if TPJ wants to show up on TV on my weekend. I'm in it. You're I'm weird, in for it every weird time. weird looking dude. Yeah. And it, it means more to us, to me, but I love it. Yeah, you got to get TPJ stole your Dustin money at Pebble Beach. And it'd be nice if he paid you back. Yeah, a little but bit. he also, yeah, he just literally, for as weird as he looks, like I know a guy, we know a guy that looks just like him. And every time I see his portliness swinging that club, like I love it. One and done. Except for that day, yes, at Pebble. I hated him that day. One and done picks of the week for the American Express. Tim, who is not on the show, but plays in our three-person head-to-head, which we have wagered on. One last week because Hideki snuck through the cut line, had a good weekend, finished one stroke ahead of Colin Morikawa. And I know a lot of people that had a Morikawa over Hideki head-to-head oh, yeah, at plus money. That. And a three-putt on 18 dropped him down below Hideki. Uh, so I had Morikawa in the one and done. He came T21. So Tim actually won. Not a ton of money to go around. Your guy missed the cut. So Tim technically gets to pick first for winning the week. Tim is selecting Byun Hun An. Just putting it out there, I think we've established Tim will get a pick first every week. You think that Tim is just going to wipe us out in the one and done? No, I mean like the process. Well, he, yeah, just he, sends, he, texts us. he doesn't care about any order we want to have for the show. He will just text us. So he technically will go first all year and we'll let him. I don't care. So the picks for the one and done are not binding to Gup's Corner. They're for the purposes of this show only. But I'm going to use Russell Knox for this show. However, in the Gup's Corner one and done, I think Ricky might be a good play. I don't think anyone's going to use him. That's my initial thoughts on it. Like people, I can see being super high on him potentially Casey because of the good ball striking from a week ago. But like, I might not end up using Knox there. I would have Ricky Malinari and Wolf on my short list and maybe Kokrak. Just because again, I just don't think he's a player anyone's going to use. And you're assuming like M and Casey will be the very popular picks of and, the and elite. Finau. People just love Finau. I'm curious to know who I, I'm tempted. Harris English and yeah. Charles Howell as well will be very popular. Because I'm going to, for the purposes of this show, I'm going to pick answer. Hardly newer. The only way I don't go with answer in the GUPS official will be if I change it to M or Casey. M and is, that will be very popular. I, I do think M is a really good pick this week. Yeah. I wish I could bet him. I wish. I, I don't know. I just can't. I just can't. All right. Yeah. I don't want to be sucked into it either. I can't. That will do it on the Pat Mayo experience for the American Express. This week, the scheduling is a little bit different because I'm going to be away. So obviously, Monday, when you're watching this show, this is the show. Tuesday, American Express, DraftKings Picks with Ben Raza. Wednesday, UFC show. Conor McGregor's back, Jeff. So I, I know by Paul's like polls and abrasiveness, in terms of uh, that he's going to kill someone, right? So we're pushing me, you, and Tim a day to Thursday, but we'll be recording it on a Monday because I'll be away. For the NFL divisional picks, we'll talk about that Houston Astros thing. 
maybe some Oscar nominations. I mean, it's a two two game slate for football. I don't know how long we can make that show. I mean, we can probably expand it a little bit. That will come out Thursday morning because I think everyone should tune into that UFC show. It's going to be a fun one. Paul and Cody have been off for a while. Their best shows are always like three week layoff and they come back firing. Now it's like eighteen consecutive weeks of UFC. But the first one, Connor Card. How big of a favorite is he? Paul, how big of a favorite is Connor? Minus 300? Yeah, about that. Hmm. Value on the other guy? Uh, He's looking really good. The other guy? What's he plus? No, Connor looks great. Oh, Connor looks great? Like, best shape in his life. What is he? He hasn't drank. What? All camp. He hasn't drank all camp. I thought he'd just show up to the fight drunk. Either way, tune in Wednesday to see who Paul and Cody are picking for the entire card. One of the one of the most profitable shows you can watch on the Pat Mayo Experience Network, Jeff. An actual oh, I believe, yeah, yeah, I believe they it. actually pick yeah, winners yeah. and like hit twelve like yeah, twelve, parlays. yeah, seen them. One on one on them, just tail tail Cody's parlays. It's good at it. Anyway, that will do it on the Pat Mayo Experience. If you want to check out my cheat sheet for the betting, it's up on my Facebook page Wednesday afternoon. I might get like fucked up with the time zone, so just. Leave me alone. It'll get up there eventually. DK Cheat Sheet will be out Tuesday on DKPlaybook.com. If you hit the description now, you can find my write-up and course preview for the American Express. And if you want to play in the Pat Mayo Experience Listeners League, that link is also in the description of this podcast and video. If it's too full by the time you try to enter, because there's only 2,500 spots, you tweet at DraftKings. You tell them to make it bigger, pal. All right? You want to get into a draw for 100 DK bucks, sub to the Pat Mayo Experience Audio Podcast, leave a five-star review, DraftKings handle, something you like about the show, and 20 DK bucks, smash the like, DraftKings handle, and your winner for this tournament. Winners announced on next Monday's show, which I will be doing for the Farmers with Tyga, with Jeff Feinberg, and also become a member at FantasyNational.com right now, FantasyNational.com slash PME. Get yourself 20% off. Congratulations to all the big winners out there, and congratulations to you future winners out there. At the American Express, Ted Potter Jr. wins. I'll see you next time. Experience! Experience!